0: Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey, hey guys, happy Sunday night. This is Dr. Delvina, the host for the Brain Love Podcast. Every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I come to you from South Florida, out of Fort Lauderdale in Miami, Florida, to bring you some interesting news and information regarding your brain, our brains. I started this podcast during the pandemic, and so thank God every Sunday I'm able to just um, present to you some new information and and share just... um, my opinion about some things, also share facts regarding mental health and wellness, and bring on guests so you can hear from other folks, not just listen to my lovely voice. Tonight, I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. Um, You're just going to hear from me on the couch. I'm getting on the couch to talk to you about PTSD. Does everybody know what PTSD stands for? It stands for Post Traumatic Stress Disorder. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And so I thought it would be very important to have a conversation about trauma because there's a lot of trauma in the black households and the black community, a lot of trauma. To say there's a lot of trauma is sort of kind of an understatement. So I just want to be sure that folks are aware that we got some trauma, man, in our communities that we are not really recognizing. And besides September being suicide. Prevention Awareness Month, September, is also Self-Care Awareness Month, Self-Care Awareness, Um, and then later in September, we got things like National Girls Night In, that's September 22nd, September 6th, which is tomorrow, is um, National Read-A-Book Day, and September 29th, is National VFW Day. So there are a lot of things during the month of September, you know, that I like reminding you guys about things based on the calendar, um, as, you know, June was PTSD Awareness Month. And so I just wanted to talk about this because I think a lot of us have – some signs and symptoms that are suggestive of PTSD. You may not meet the criteria fully for post-traumatic stress disorder, but you may have some other type of trauma disorder. PTSD is not the only trauma disorder. And let's not forget, we have a very important holiday coming up or a very important um, day of remembrance, and that's the anniversary of September 11th. September 11th happened 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Where were you on September 11th, 20 years ago? I was a medical student. I was in my third year of medical school, and I was doing a cardiology rotation in Delaware. I remember my um, good friend, Chach, who is Cherise Davenport. She is the medical director for uh, the urgent care patient first up in Maryland. We were um, doing our cardiology rotation because as medical students, you have to rotate through a lot of different specialties, and um, and when it all went down, it was um, it was unbelievable. People were sent home early. Um, people's you know children were sent home from schools, and there was just so much trauma and devastation on the televisions. And so, because of that, we have this twenty year anniversary coming up, and we've had so many other things that have occurred in the last twenty years, and a lot of. Um, Gosh, just as my brain is having flashbacks to certain things, such as George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, the Capitol riot, um, just so many things that have occurred in our nation that can elicit some trauma response out of each and every one of us, but especially in Black folks. Now, obviously, nine eleven can elicit a response in everyone. Anyone who experienced it firsthand and anyone who vicariously lived through 9-11, meaning watching it on television, and I think that was probably nearly 100% of us. And when you take into consideration in the black community all the other things that we have in our history that are triggering, starting with slavery, man, let's keep it real, post-slavery syndrome is real. I wanted to talk about PTSD tonight. And it's um it's a short episode. I'm not going to put you on the couch and keep you there for an hour or over an hour like I've done during some of the last few episodes with the young ladies that I had on the couch with me discussing, you know, so many different things and aspects about relationships. I'm switching it up and doing something different tonight. If you haven't heard those previous episodes, what's really on the woman's mind, we had all different topics Please go backward and catch up and listen to what we had to say. Um, that, that, um, those episodes started August 1st. Um, what's really on a woman's mind, it was pretty interesting. That very first episode is super popular at this time, as are the others. But the very first one got a lot of listens. So check it out and let me know what you think. And let me know what you think about the podcast itself, man. Drop a rating, give me some stars, either on Apple Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, you know, like it, follow it on your um, favorite podcast platforms, and give me some feedback. I appreciate you guys listening. And so, you know, my question are you ready to take the couch? Just a quick disclaimer, y'all, as you know, or maybe some of you don't know, I am the guest co-host on 99 Jams Community Matters with Supa Cindy on 99 Jams here in Miami. And so oftentimes I'll do a piece for 99 Jams and I'll use it for my podcast. And so you're listening to a piece that I did create for 99 Jams, but (sighs) I love you the same too. I love y'all like a fat kid loves cake. So come on in here, get on this couch. I'm transitioning the conversation this morning to discuss something that a lot of people... Um, should be educated on, um, especially in our communities, um, in our minority, um, Black and Brown, Hispanic, uh, African-American, Caribbean communities. Um, And the thing I'm referring to is PTSD. That is the acronym for a condition called post-traumatic stress disorder. And so PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, is a type of mental illness. It's a type of mental uh, disorder. And I'm talking about it because June is PTSD Awareness Month, a National PTSD Awareness Month. And uh, post-traumatic stress disorder is something that is happening more than before. Um, because of this pandemic that we 've been in, um, you know the pandemic of course, is coming to a close it seems in America at least, but there are some countries on um, the eastern the eastern part of the globe of the world who are enduring the serious effects of this nasty disease, this nasty virus but in america um, we've a lot of us have been vaccinated um, and A lot of folks have also come into contact with coronavirus 19 and have experienced um, the challenges of of having to to be ill or sick with this virus. So I wanted to talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because I want to educate you guys on what it means to experience symptoms of PTSD. Um, And so as I stated, June is National PTSD Awareness Month. Um, in addition to being Men's Health Awareness Month and, and several other things during the month of June, right? If you don't know, I am a board-certified psychiatrist. Um, it's a pleasure for me to be on here on 99 Jams Community Matters every Sunday with Super Cindy, um, just discussing all things. And you may not have recognized it previously, but you know it from listening to the show, everything that we do leads back to the brain. The brain is at the source, is at the base of everything, everything. And so um, mental health and wellness, your mental health, it always comes into the discussion, it seems like on every Sunday that I'm on with someone. So let's talk about this. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, as I just devised, it is a type of mental illness or mental mental health disorder. It's actually something that... um, was thought to be only something that soldiers suffered from because the, the illness, the term, it was created um, secondary to the emotions and symptoms and behaviors that soldiers had been experiencing who had gone to war. But we realized that PTSD can occur in anyone who has had an exposure to an actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violation. Anything that is traumatizing for a person can create those symptoms of PTSD. And it actually doesn't start out as post-traumatic stress disorder. It starts out as something that we call acute stress disorder. So the symptoms are very similar in what you see in acute stress disorder, but it's the timing that really differentiates the the two elements, you know, the acute stress disorder, Um, is differentiated from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because people who have acute stress disorder, they have experienced symptoms for less than 30 days. So it's, they're the same similar symptoms as PTSD. And I'll talk about those symptoms in a minute, but it lasts three days up to 30 days. So it doesn't last beyond 30 days. So if you're experiencing symptoms of reliving a traumatizing event Um, You notice that you're having sadness, that that you are startled easily, that loud noises make you uncomfortable or make you jump. If you're avoiding things that remind you of the trauma, like if you avoid a certain street because that's where you were robbed, or you avoid a certain neighborhood because you saw your cousin killed in that neighborhood, or for some of us, when you see certain people and may remind you of a person who inflicted some sort of trauma um, on you or someone else and you were uh, an observance. And so that too can lead to you attempting to avoid people who look like the person or avoiding the person themselves. If that person is someone who um, works or lives in your community, or maybe you see them at church or something like that. Now, these symptoms, they um, they bother you on most days than not, and they can cause significant clinical distress, um, significant distress and or impairments in your social functioning, like maybe you don't hang out with family the way you used to, maybe you don't go out on dates the way you used to. Maybe you're not able to interact with other people the way you used to. Maybe you don't laugh the same. Maybe you're not able to have fun the same way as you did before. It also causes distress on the job. You can't concentrate. You can't get your work done. You're not understanding or comprehending things, um, orders that you may have been may have been received from your boss or tasks that you're supposed to execute. You're having difficulty doing those things. Um, or other important areas of your life um, can be disrupted as well. The other thing we see in Uh, Acute stress disorder, which remember is less than 30 days, as well as PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which occurs after the 30 days. The other thing is we can also see sleep impairments, difficulty sleeping, um, and especially nightmares. People at times have nightmares about the traumatic event that they experienced. So If you're listening to me and you're saying to yourself, oh, my gosh, I've had some of these things happen to me. I've experienced these things. Keep listening. Keep listening. So the classic symptoms of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, PTSD is common in in occupations that um, folks are exposed to a, a lot of traumatizing events. So you think about the military, soldiers who go to war. Also law enforcement, police officers, correctional officers witnessing um, an inmate uh, be murdered or uh, finding a dead inmate who was murdered by another inmate or, you know, cut up to death. Um, Also an inmate who commits suicide that's in the prisons or the jails. Um, And also firefighters, you know, sometimes we don't think about those folks, the first responders. And so I mentioned the pandemic at the beginning of this episode. Um. First responders, a lot of them are at risk of developing PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because it's traumatizing to watch people die. And a lot of that has occurred during this pandemic, Uh, nurses and physicians and physical therapists and occupational therapists working in the hospitals and taking care of COVID patients, Um, especially the nurses, because, you know, those women and, and, and those ladies and gentlemen, they are the folks who are caring for the patients around the clock. So classic symptoms of PTSD, as I just mentioned some of them, inability to sleep, nightmares, intrusive memories that don't fade in intensity, meaning you have memories of the trauma and it feels just like the actual trauma that occurred. You have physical reactions to places or things that are associated with the event. What do I mean by physical reactions? I mean like your heart racing or, or you're feeling like your heart is beating fast. Maybe you start to sweat. Maybe you get short of breath. Always feeling on guard also can be a sign or a symptom of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and feeling numb, feeling numb. And um, these things can occur anytime throughout the day can happen to you while you're driving, while you're working out in the shower. Um, So, and it can especially happen when you're alone or in a semi relaxed state, the brain can just go there. It can just take you to a place because you're not thinking about anything else. So your mind is idle and your brain will start to just think about the past, think about previous memories. So let's talk about what are some of the most terrible events that have happened in America? Because listen, trauma can affect a person as um, it can affect you. If you were personally involved, you're the victim, or if you were a part of the robbery um, it can also affect you uh, through generations, transgenerational effects. So for folks um, who are Jewish um, you know, obviously, everyone has heard of the Holocaust. That is probably one of the most terrible events in history. Um, it was something that was very horrific. Millions of families were killed. It was a horrible act of racism and genocide that we should never forget about. And with that, the slave trade, like the Holocaust, an entire group of people were tortured, beaten, enslaved, and killed because of their race. So it's something that still haunts many Blacks to this day. It was over 400 years of 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 pure torture. Um, So those are two very uh, major historical events that have occurred in in our history. The slave trade was something that occurred on many different lands in, in the Caribbean. So Caribbean folks are affected by that, also here in America. And the Holocaust, of course, we know that that occurred over in Europe. Um, so those are two major historical events that, for some people, it has caused generations of distress and anguish, from family to family to family to family. Um, and and regarding the slave trade, slavery. Imagine being a slave and you're you're pregnant with this baby, and you feel just anguish and anxiety, and you're scared because. Maybe your, your child was conceived because you were raped or sexually assaulted by the slave owner. And also slaves were threatened on a daily basis with their children being forcibly taken away from them and sold into slavery. So these are historical type traumas that can uh, affect folks. Um, I mentioned the word transgenerational. Whatever is in your, your lineage, in your family's history, the trauma that has been experienced from folks, ancestors, or family members in previous generations, those things can affect you as well. You may not have been involved, but they can still affect you and still be traumatizing for you. Another type of trauma that we discuss is vicarious traumas, vicarious. So meaning it's a traumatic event for you because of witnessing or hearing about it. And it doesn't have to be Close, meaning it doesn't have to be that you were there in the actual area when it occurred. It doesn't mean that someone you personally knew was involved. Allow me to give you examples of that. George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. All of the world watched that video of George Floyd being killed by a law enforcement officer, by a police officer. That was traumatizing for many folks and traumatizing not just for minorities, not just for brown and black folks, but also for um, other people who watched that video. But I'm sure it hit home most with people of the same race, black folks. You know, it it touched a lot of us to hear this man call out for his mother and to beg for his life. The 9-11 World Trade Center attacks. Definitely the worst terrorist, one of the worst terrorist attacks in history Um, that involved the World Trade Centers. It also involved the Pentagon. Um, You know, I have a few patients, some of them from New York, who one guy was driving a train and was stuck underground and on the train with, um, you know, patrons on the train and they couldn't go anywhere. There was no electricity It was black and they had to wait until they were saved. They had to wait until someone came to get them. Some other historical type events that could have caused some vicarious type traumas. The atomic bombs that were, um, that were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, I'm digging deep, man. I'm digging deep. The Pearl Harbor attacks. And I'm going to say one that you may not expect me to say, but I have to say it. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ for some folks, especially religious people, is traumatizing to them. What I'm getting at is you can't tell a person what is traumatizing to them and what isn't. Let me take you a little bit further. Sandy Hook, the shooting at Sandy Hook, for folks to watch and learn about that on television was deeply traumatizing for many folks. In another part of the world, Rwanda genocide, the 2020 coronavirus outbreak, which I've already mentioned, the Great Depression also, the Boston Marathon bombings, another traumatizing event, the Pulse nightclub shootings that occurred here in Florida, that's a more local type traumatizing event, could be vicariously traumatizing Also, the Marjory Stoneman Douglas shooting, that is also vicariously traumatizing and has been for some folks and obviously was traumatizing for those students and teachers and coaches and family members of the students, teachers and coaches and the administration. The election of Donald Trump was traumatizing for a significant amount of people. If I could tell you how many patients who were seen for the first time in my office because of the trauma behind Donald Trump being elected as the president of the United States. Another local event for us here in South Florida, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin has been vicariously traumatizing for many, especially mothers, especially mothers. So those are just some examples of some some of the worst The most horrific events in American history. I didn't name them all. Um, There's, you know, many more. I just wanted to give you some examples. Now, when we talk about your own personal traumas, no one can tell you what's traumatizing for you, because we all have different brains, we all have different experiences. So no one can tell you what is traumatizing for you and what is not. So if anyone says to you, oh man, you were robbed, but they didn't whip you with the pistol or you didn't, you know, this didn't happen or that didn't happen, you let them know it's my own personal experience. It's my personal experience. So they can't tell you what's traumatizing to you and what isn't, okay? So these memories of these traumas they can be PTSD memories that are frozen in the present tense, as, as if the incident is still happening. That's how intense it can be for people suffering from PTSD. It's almost like the brain is trying to say, don't forget this. Learn from it. It could save us later. But unfortunately, the processing can get stuck And so you may continue to experience those symptoms, and especially if you don't seek treatment, you don't get help, and if you don't take care of yourself, because at times what happens is that people will self-medicate. Instead of going for treatment, they're embarrassed. They may be concerned about the stigma of mental illness. They may be listening to the people who are saying, why are you still having symptoms? Or why are you still having nightmares? It wasn't that bad. Never question a person when they tell you they're suffering mentally, never question what they say, never tell them what they should be feeling or what they should be experiencing. Again, their experience is not your experience and your experience is not their experience. So do not tell them what they should be doing or feeling or what should be happening So when you're experiencing these types of symptoms, let's say you're listening now and you're like, oh my God, this has happened to me. Maybe you're a police officer or first responder, someone in the military, because most people in the law enforcement have little, if any, awareness of the connection of PTSD and other things. PTSD is connected with a lot of stuff. It can interfere with your sexual activity. It can cause um, erectile dysfunction in men. It can reduce your libido. It can, as I said before, be intrusive to your sleep hygiene so you're not sleeping when we're not sleeping. Of course, our reaction time when we're driving is is slower. Missing three nights of adequate sleep causes problems for us neurologically. Our reactions slow down, not just when we're driving, but during other times. during other circumstances and situations as well. So you have to consider working with a clinician and consider someone who um, has a lot of training in treating PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. You want someone who is not intimidated by hearing about traumas. Um, PTSD is is common in the military. It affects about 20% of military service personnel. And in the military, there's little training in how we deal with. I said we because, yeah, I'm in the Army Reserve and I've been deployed previously to Iraq, Afghanistan and uh, to Kuwait. And if you've ever gone down range, you've been deployed, you know that we fight wars differently these days. Everyone can be affected. It's not like you're going to the front. They used to call it going out on the front lines. It's not that way anymore. The combat zone is everywhere that is determined to be a combat zone. So when when soldiers return home, they're not trained to reduce their heightened level of arousal. That heightened level of arousal occurs with PTSD. And so you might be wondering, okay, well, what do I do? How do I deal with this? Well, you should seek mental health treatment. You should go and see a mental health professional. And like I said, maybe it's someone who's specially trained, um, to treat PTSD. PTSD affects different parts of the brain. It affects our hippocampus, the amygdala, the medial prefrontal cortex. And these are the areas that are, that are activated during sexual arousal and orgasm. I just wanted to throw that tidbit in there. So I want you to know also that uh, you can have symptoms of PTSD more than 6 months after the traumatizing event. So don't let someone say to you oh it's been too long you don't have any symptoms. It's uncommon but the existence of it it can exist. So experiencing symptoms more than more than 6 months after the traumatizing event that can occur. And I want the members of the of law enforcement to to be aware of that. When you are working as a law enforcement officer and you're so super busy you may not experience the symptoms because you're so super busy, but, but oftentimes when officers retire, police officers, and also the military, people have been exposed continuously to traumatizing events. Sometimes it can creep up on you. Just want you to be aware of that. So what, what can we do? We should be living a holistic life, ma'am. We should be exercising three to five days a week. We should be hydrating our brains with plenty of water at least 64 ounces a day. Um, but if you weigh more than 128, hundred more than 130 pounds, you should be drinking half your weight in water. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you should be drinking a hundred ounces of water every day. You should be eating healthy greens, like collard greens and spinach and turnip greens and broccoli and asparagus, um, blueberries for the brain, salmon for the brain, um, Almonds. And all of these things can also be helpful for other parts of the body as well, you know, like for your heart and your blood pressure. Um, Also, uh, you want to have a good support system in place. You want to have an effective, positive circle of friends, family, co-workers as well. People who are toxic, you need to push them out to that your outer layer, push them outside, push them further away, farther away from you, so that you're not dealing with their the negativity and the noise that they bring. We should focus on recovery. We should utilize our own strengths and believe that we can live a meaningful life. That is being positive, positivity, man. Um, and let's say you're doing these things and it's not working. Okay, so add on some other, some other layers. Um, do some yoga. Do some mindfulness. Walking outside and just being in the moment. That is mindfulness, being able to be in the moment. Focusing on your breathing, looking at the trees, adoring the flowers, smelling the air. If you're walking on the beach, fantasizing about the ocean and being away somewhere and being able to relax. So being in the moment, Tai Chi is also a good mindful exercise other than yoga. Stretching, stretching every morning and every night, stretching throughout the day while you're at work, that also relieves stress. It helps us when we're in distress. Try it and you'll see what I mean. Let's say you do that too and you're still not feeling better. Well, you may have come to a point where you should seek mental health treatment, Some folks go to their primary care provider first. That person can refer them to a mental health specialist. And then most insurance plans now, because of the Affordable Health Care Act, which was just upheld, by the way, by the Supreme Court, upheld again to be constitutional, you can go directly to a mental health professional, someone like myself as a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a licensed clinical social worker, a licensed mental health counselor. A family and marriage therapist also would be another option, especially if your disease has been affecting the family. And so once you go see these people, they'll recommend to you what treatments they think uh, will be helpful for you, whether that's medication, whether it's psychotherapy, which would be supportive, insight-oriented, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And sometimes there's something we do called EMDR, EMDR might also be helpful. And there's some newer things that have come out like virtual reality exposure, because exposing someone to a trauma that reminds them to their own trauma, it helps to um, disempower that original traumatizing event. So anyhow, guys, that has been today's uh, second part of the show. Thank you for joining me on Community Matters 99 Jams with Supa, Cindy. Uh, We'll be back again next Sunday, man. Check us out. Everyone have a fabulous week. Again, thank you so much, guys. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, remember,